You're listening to The Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. The Gary Harris Show. You see him host Tider Insider TV, Crimson Tide Kickoff, play-by-play for Alabama sports, and sports director for WVUA 23. It's time for The Gary Harris Show, presented by Diet Pepsi, on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome in to the Gary Harris Show for this uh, Friday, October 6, 2023. It's the TGIF edition. I'm going to get myself pumped up. I'm going to get myself excited. It's Friday, uh, and and it's a TGIF edition. I'm just going to say right off the top, people that listen to my show know me and uh, feel like, you know, I've been on it over eight years now, and of course on the TV in this town over 20 years, and um, you people that listen to my show know um <laughs> I, I'm kind of who I am on the air, off the air. There's not a lot of difference, you know. There's not, uh, there's not some turning some radio voice on and and um, you know trying to be one way on the air. I'm pretty much the same all the way. And uh, it's been a long week. It has been a long week. Let me just tell you, it has been one of those weeks where it's been a Murphy's Law week for me. We all have them, so I'm not any different than anybody else, and not claiming that I am. But uh, but I've had one of those weeks and. Um, for just whatever myriad of reasons, it's been one thing after another, and I'm tired. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, going on fumes, really. Just um, stayed last night at the TV station, uh, getting ready for high school football tonight. I'd gotten behind for a number of reasons, so I like to get that show. It's an hour show, as you know, Football Friday, if you watch it on WVA 23. It's an hour show, 10.30, 11.30 on Friday nights. A lot goes into it. We're going to, you know, 16, 16 games. We're getting highlights from tonight and just, you know, outside the huddle, around the SEC, behind enemy lines, recruiting tales. A lot goes into that show, a lot of movie parts. So anyway, I had gotten behind on it, and so I stayed because I don't like to have it waiting on me when I get in on Friday, other than the, the video part, putting the video in. So I stayed last night late getting that done and, and got home and just haven't been able to sleep and had a poor week sleeping. That's another thing you folks know that listen to my show is my well-documented sleeping woes. Got diagnosed with sleep uh, apnea a few years ago, but that CPAP doesn't do anything for me. Uh, it doesn't help me sleep. So I still wake up with it. So I don't use it. And, you know, I think it's just my brain doesn't shut down. But anyway, hardly any sleep last night. But you know what? Doesn't matter. We got uh, we got the TGIF edition of the show. We're ready to rock and roll. We're giving away the Jalen Milrow football, uh, courtesy of T-Town Menswear and T-Town Gallery and University Mall and our Bama Trivia Contest coming up in the second hour. I'll tell you when. I'll give you an exact time here in just a little bit when I decide I want to do it. Uh, also, right off the bat, before we get to sponsor and show information, uh, Noah and I talked about it yesterday. Justin reminded you. Download the app. Uh, we had a lot of people last week when we gave away that uh, comeback print for the national championship for, for 2017, signed by Tua and Devante and Najee Harris and Calvin Ridley, uh, special edition 20, number 24 of 100. Phone lines jammed up. They just jammed up. We had so many calls. A lot of people were not able to get through. Some people tried texting me directly. And if you have my number or you can text me on social media and I see your answer and it's right, I will turn your name in. But if you download the app, if you download the app, and I'll get Noah explain it to him again how when they download the app, they got to put a legit email in. We got to know you're real, but how they can answer on the app, send it back to you and Justin, and you'll see the answer. Yeah, so we've got uh, the back end of the app pulled up right now. So if you sent download the app, 
sign up for a little, put in your email and everything. You can hit the little chat icon in the top left corner. And if you are confused by me saying that, we've got an article up on on a Tide 100.9 that has a picture of it. Uh, so you can go there, send us a message whenever it comes time for the trivia, and we will see it here. We can see all the messages coming in and everything. So and, yeah, answer. last yesterday I put out a picture of Jalen signing the football, J. Milrow number 4, uh, this morning at my – Twitter account, Gary Harris underscore WVUA. And now on the Tide 100, Tide uh, 109 Twitter account, Noah retweeted it. You'll see an up-close shot of the ball that I shot yesterday or, or last night. And you'll see just how beautiful it is, that Alabama ball with raised lettering, uh, raised lettering, and it's um, signed clearly, J. Milrow, number four. It is beautiful. And uh, you're going to have an opportunity to qualify to win that in the second hour. But uh, it's there on my Twitter page, at Gary Harris underscore WVUA. I'd love for you to give me a follow on Twitter while you're at it. Also, go to Facebook, um, search Gary Harris WVUA, and give my professional page a follow there as well. So, But listen, you you folks always pick me up when I'm having one of these kind of weeks. I count on you to get me going. I see Joe and Dothan's already ready to go. We're going to get to him in just a moment. And... Uh, Looking forward to some some um, engaging conversation this morning. Got a lot of things featured, as we always do, on the TGIF edition. Right now, let me tell you, this hour of the Gary Harris Show brought to you by my good friends at Alabama Credit Union. Steve Swaffer, the CEO, right on through the entire organization. Um, when it comes to a beacon of financial integrity, you're talking Alabama Credit Union. You're more than just a customer. Let me tell you, folks, you become a member. They have member meetings throughout the year at different locations around the state of Alabama. I think it's like 34 locations around the state and also I think one down in, in Pensacola as well. Alabama Credit Union is just, uh, it's special. And I'm glad to be associated with those folks. Glad that they've been a longtime sponsor of the Gary Harris Show. Go to alabamacu.com to learn more. That's alabamacu.com, Alabama Credit Union Loans for Real Life. Some rules and restrictions do apply. See if you're eligible for membership and join today and feel good about your money. Ample extra change in your pocket. All right. Also, uh, the lineup for today, Adam Amin. He was uh, not able to be with us last week. He was flying, but he is not on NFL this weekend for Fox. He is on Major League Baseball divisional playoff action. We'll have Adam in at 930. We'll go around the world of sports with him talking about all kinds of uh, uh, NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA. He is our go-to national guy, one of the top play-by-play broadcasters uh, in the business. He'll be with us at 9.30. Then at 10.30, it is going to be um, the Auburn Report. Brett Pritchard from the Auburn Blitz. The Tigers are on by this weekend, but coming off that uh, near miss, they put a scare in a number one rate Georgia last weekend. That is for sure. And uh, he'll be with us for the Auburn Report. We'll talk of football and also a little uh, Auburn basketball as well with Brett Pritchard at 10.30. Also, uh, SEC point spread predictions. And uh, we've got uh, just six games this week that we'll be making picks on. LSU, Missouri, Alabama, A&M, Arkansas, Ole Miss, uh, Kentucky, Georgia, Vandy, Florida, and um, Western Michigan, Mississippi State. So we'll do our SEC point spread predictions. And, of course, in the second hour, our Bama, Bama trivia contest. Before we go any further and before we get to Joe and Dothan, um, I do want to mention that uh, one of the all-time greats, when it comes to NFL football, if you're on the planet, even if you're much younger than me, you've probably heard the name Butkus. In fact, um, Justin, I'm going to, I'll send you the link. There's so many good YouTube videos with, with um, Butkus when he was a player. Uh, just the name Butkus was synonymous with 
football. I mean, he is the, I still think, the premier middle linebacker, inside linebacker, whatever you want to call them in the history of the game. I know a lot of people would say Ray Lewis. Now, an outside linebacker, you're talking, you know, Lawrence Taylor, Derek Thomas, some of those guys. But as an inside linebacker, and there have been some good ones, Mike Singletary, I just mentioned him, mentioned Ray Lewis, going back even to Ray Nitsky and Chuck Bednarik back in the old school days. But only one name epitomizes what it is to be a middle linebacker, and that is Dick Butkus. Dick Butkus passing away at the age of 80, surrounded by his, at home, surrounded by his wife and family. And um, he was a bigger-than-life personality. Had the chance to meet him one time. Uh, as, as fierce and vicious as he was on the field, he was as nice and engaging and funny, really, off the field. Of course, made a uh, living as an actor and and uh, commercial endorser. The early uh, light beer commercials, uh, Butkus, Bubba Smith, and others prominently featured. But he has passed away. And I just wanted to acknowledge uh, Dick Butkus at the age of 80. Uh, passing away, and I may pull up one of those videos that John Facinda, some somebody from NFL Films, um, narrated back during the '70s or '80s, and, and we may play a clip of, from that. But uh, Dick Buck is gone at the age of 80. All right, let's jump out on the First Domain Condos hotline at 205-342-9904. Remember, First Domain Condominiums, luxury condominiums in beautiful historic downtown Northport, and uh, that road project they're doing with First Domain or with Main Avenue and First Street is almost completed. It's going to be beautiful there. Go by and check them out. First and Main Condominiums, downtown Northport. Joe is with us down in Dothan this morning. Good morning, Joe. Morning, Gary. Thanks for taking my call. You betcha. Gary, I uh, I heard your your opening segment there, and uh, you are appreciated. You know, I found you. I found this uh, your station on the app, you know, with, I guess it's been about a year and a half ago, and it's, for an Alabama fan, I, I can't, I can't tell people enough how, how nice it is to be able to listen to, when it comes to sports talk radio, people like yourself and Ryan Fowler who are close to the program. And, you know, I'm, I'm not putting down the other markets and stations and, and hosts, but it's just, it's nice for, you know, for an Alabama fan to have a, an Alabama-focused sports radio network to enjoy. And I love it. And you, all you guys' hard work is very appreciated. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And I know all the hosts do. And, and I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say this. And, and, um, doesn't mean those national commentators aren't good at what they do and they have a national audience, but you know, I want to, I want to live, I want to watch and listen where I live. I've always been on local, you know, I want to read, I want to watch local news. I want to listen to local radio stations. I want to read the local newspapers and it sounds like you're kind of like me, Joe. And if you are an Alabama fan, I'm with you. I mean, this station is it's Alabama content from the time, you know, you get up in the morning and really until the time you go to bed and, uh, uh, diverse host, different perspectives, but a heavy dose of Alabama. Uh, you know, obviously you listen to my show, Joe, and I appreciate it. And I do, you know, I do NFL and I do NBA and I do major league baseball and I do golf and, 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 you know, all kinds of sports. But at the end of the day, uh, we're the home for university of Alabama sports. And, uh, and you're right. It's a, it's a big dose of Alabama. So appreciate you and appreciate you saying that. Oh, yes, ab- absolutely. I, uh, as far as the game, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know if I could be more nervous about this game, and understandably so. With it, I was going to get your take, Gary. Uh, Coach, say I was reading the transcript of his radio show last night, and I always enjoy reading. You know, if I can't listen to it, I'll read the transcript because it it just feels like to me he's more relaxed in that environment, and he he kind of is a little more open to you know to not 
You know what I'm saying? He doesn't watch his words as much, I right, guess. So, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was interesting they asked him about the the road, you know, the toughness of playing on the road at A and M, and you know, it just it seems like to me even several years ago, you know, he's mellowed. It just seems like he would in the past he would have said, well, you know, it's tough playing on the road in the SEC. Uh, Got to remain focused on what's in front of you, et cetera, et cetera. And he didn't though. He said, uh, he said, yeah, I got to tell you what. Two years ago we went out there. That's one of the loudest craziest wild you know wildest environments we've ever played in front of and i just thought that was i thought it was cool though because i was like you know i i love getting those little tidbits of just him being just you know what i'm gonna be honest with you you know oh absolutely and i and i'm with i'm with you i think in that in that environment when he's there with the fans and he's there with eli and and the guest host and he's he is more laid back he's not a lot of these press conferences too uh, Monday press conference is at noon, but still, that's in the middle of his workday. Uh, when he comes in to meet with you after practice on Wednesdays, I mean, he just got off the practice field. But in this environment, you know, he's practiced. They've practiced. He's gone back to the football facility. He's gotten a shower. He's gotten dressed. He's come over uh, to Baumhauer's, and he is in a much different mode. And I'm, you know, and he probably goes back and works after the show. But I think for that hour, he is kind of, you know, Miss Terry's there and, and a bunch of his friends and, and family are there at the main table right in front of the stage. I'm very familiar with it because I've done that. I've been a guest, a media guest on that show a number of times. And, and so I've been sitting right next to him. And um, you're right, Joe, you're 100% dead on. He is, uh, he's much different in that environment. He can still get worked up, but I think most of the time when he gets worked up at that, uh, at that, radio show it's kind of by design it's kind of premeditated you know what i mean he's got a point he's got a point that uh, he wants to make and he is he is going to make it and yeah and with the fans when they ask questions even if it's not maybe a, a great question he's not gonna he's not gonna pop off at them the way he will a media member you know what i mean a media people are professionals professional reporters and when they ask something that he doesn't like he doesn't mind just you know lighting them up but with the fans, he's not going to do that. So, uh, yeah, it is. It's a it's a neat environment, and uh, he goes. You know that that closing uh, statement that he makes, final thought from you know that's something that he has put some time into. You can tell. And when Eli says it's time for coach's final thoughts, he let you know he's got a he's got a, a speech there that he's ready to give. And I always love you can miss the whole show and turn into that coach's final thoughts and kind of get the whole uh, message for that game that week. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I sure appreciate you taking my call, Gary. Thanks yeah, a lot. Yeah, Joe, so give real quick. Weekend. Who did you – now, what's your what's your uh, score prediction for, for Saturday? I can't pick against the Tide, Gary, so I'm going to go uh, 27-24, Bama, a Will Reichert field goal at the buzzer wins it. Well, if it comes down to that, I like our chances because I, I do like Will Reichert's uh, chances of making a, a field goal. The guy has been automatic. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Gary. All right, it is uh, 917 here on the Gary Harris Show. We're off and running. And uh, I want to welcome again, I had uh, um, Jackie Houston on earlier this week, but it's uh, I'm thrilled to have uh, Houston Hydrosteam coming on as a new sponsor, Houston Hydrosteam Carpet and Upholstery Cleaning in Tuscaloosa, locally owned and operated and has been in business for nearly 40 years. So that tells you something about the quality work they provide. Houston Hydrosteam offers residential and commercial services, carpet and upholstery cleaning, oriental rug cleaning, water damage, deodorizing, fabric protection, tile and grout cleaning, emergency services available, professionally trained technicians offering you 100% satisfaction, appointments set around your schedule. Give us a call for your steam cleaning needs at 205 553 
9460. That's 205 553 9460. Houston Hydra Steam, quality work you can stand on. All right, we'll be back and uh, we'll get Philip on the First Domain Condos hotline, 930. Adam Amin from Fox Sports. This is the Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 FM, your home for Alabama sports. Looking for somewhere to hang out and watch the crypt? Much as industry has evolved, it will always be that place to escape and have a good time. Whether it's for a game day weekend, to reminisce on college days, or to create new memories, if you're looking for a good time, there's only one thing to do. Head to the free at 1925 University Boulevard. And don't forget about the Lucky Lunch Meat and 3 special. Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m., get a meat and 3 vegetables for just $8.49. Or for a lighter appetite, try the Lucky Lunch soup, salad, or sandwich combo. I'll see you at the free. Life doesn't wait for when your finances are in perfect order. It just happens, but no matter what surprises come your way, Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. They offer an easy application process and fast decisions so you can stay focused on feeling good about whatever life brings your way. Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. Alabama Credit Union, loans for real life. Visit alabamacu.com to learn more. Some rules and restrictions apply. See if you're eligible for membership, then join today and feel good about your money. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy with a chance of scattered showers today, the high 79. Tonight, showers ending this evening, clearing after midnight, the low 52. Tomorrow, sunny, breezy, and much cooler, the high in the mid to upper 60s at 67 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You see him on WVUA 23 covering sports and on Tider Insider TV on Tuesday nights. Don't miss a minute of The Gary Harris Show. Weekdays from 9 to 11 on Tide 100.9. Let's go, Justin. Let's go. You got to get me pumped up, man. Yeah, we always play the weekend music around here on Fridays. Loverboy working for the weekend is one of my favorites. And the uh, weekend is is almost here. And uh, Alabama, Texas A&M tomorrow afternoon, a little after 2.30 on uh, CBS. Of course, you can listen all day to Tide 109, uh, pre-Tide 109 pregame show, followed by the Crimson Tide Sports Network pregame show, the, the radio um, broadcast of the game, and then uh, postgame show from... Crimson Tide Sports Network, and then the post-game show uh, with um, our folks over at Walk-Ons. So Saturday is all about Alabama football. All right, talking with Justin and Noah, we've decided to do the contest at 1030 uh, while I'm interviewing Brett Pritchard because uh, Justin says it's a little bit easier to run a contest while I've got a guest on because I'm focused on the guest, and they don't really have to pay attention to anything other than taking the phone calls and watching the app and uh, getting people qualified. So we'll do the Bama Trivia Contest at 1030. We'll ask the question. Um, if you rec- And I listen now, I'm, I'm asking you again, if you've already won this year, and I'm not talking about last year, if you won last, but if you've won this year, in other words, if you won last week, or you won two weeks ago, or you won three weeks ago, or you won four weeks ago, Please uh, abstain from getting qualified. I, I want to, you know, I want to spread it around. Uh, and if if we've got a list of who's won, so if you're a repeat winner, uh, we're going to have to go down to somebody else and re- and redial it anyway. So please, if you've won this year, um, 
don't call in because I want to get, uh, you know, I want to spread this thing around. I don't want one person, you know, winning all of the prizes. Not that that's going to happen, but if you get qualified, there's a chance that it will. When you qualify, we'll need your name and your phone number because we have to be able to contact you. And as I said before, I don't ship. And no shipping is done. You either have to make arrangements to pick it up here at the radio station or have somebody like a family member like we had uh, uh, our winner last week. His uncle came by and picked it up this week, picked up the print. I should have put that picture on social media too. Uh, or, you know, if I'm going to be at a football game like Arkansas next week for homecoming and you're going to be there, I'll do my best to give you the prize then. So, but it's coming up at 1030 this morning. Let's jump out on the first of Maine Condos hotline and uh, let's talk to Philip, one of our uh, favorite callers. And Philip is uh, getting ready for Mizzou, um, trying to take a next step this week against LSU. Good morning, Philip. Oh, good morning. I felt good about Missouri on May the 11th when I made that prediction, and I feel even better about them today uh, beating LSU tomorrow. I think they're going to beat them straight up because uh, uh, Missouri has a very good defense. Uh, they they get after it on defense. It's not going to be an Ole Miss defense that LSU sees tomorrow. It's going to be a challenge to for, for LSU. So I feel great about Missouri. Uh, I sure do. I'll tell you another one, Gary, the, a game that I'm kind of intrigued with and they're not they're not the favorite by by a long shot. Okay. I think Maryland can press the heck out of Ohio State. Do you really? Do you really? I do. All right, I, I I'm do. interested in that game too cuz I want to, you know, listen, it's no offense to Maryland, but you know, just like with Missouri, these type of fringe programs, they always in Missouri's the show me state, but it's same thing. They got to prove it to you. And everybody's waiting to see what what Maryland does against Ohio State tomorrow and what Missouri does against LSU. So, uh is the game in College Park or is it in Columbus? Do you know? Columbus. Okay, so Maryland's on the road. Uh, and it's going to be a tall order, no doubt about it. But there's something about that game that that gives me a good feeling that Maryland might can pull it off. I, I don't think Ohio State is unbeatable. I, 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 can, I think they are like a lot of teams that if things don't flow quite right for them and it, they flow perfectly for the other team, that, that are, an upset can occur. Right. Um, so Alabama tomorrow... Um, you know, we all sit around as fans and say, man, this is a big game. This is a big game. Boy, they bet this is a big win. This is a big win. But if Alabama were to go to um, College Station tomorrow and pull off a win, I dare say that's going to be one of the biggest regular season wins that Nick Saban's had at the University of Alabama. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I agree with you 100%. I, I imagine some people are listening to us and they're rolling their eyes and saying, oh, yeah, right. But no, under the circumstances, because when you're talking about uh, when you're talking about big wins, you have to keep it in context. And with where the program's at right now and with what, and with what a win tomorrow afternoon could do for this team, I'm with you, Philip. It, 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 it's, it's a huge game because let's just be honest about it. Okay, let's just, let's just cut through. If Alabama loses that game, they're not going to be in the college football playoff. Uh, and if Alabama loses that game, it's going to be a tall order just to make it to Atlanta to play for an SEC championship. Uh, I, you know, a two-loss team has never made it to the college football playoff. I know a two-loss team made it to the BCS, but not the college football playoff. So this game is huge tomorrow uh, for both these teams, but particularly for, for Alabama because of all the people questioning the program and, and where it's headed right now. That's right. And, and, the re- and it's, it's big because of the, the, the reasons you mentioned. But it's also big because what it would do is if Alabama were to lose tomorrow, and that's a huge possibility. If Alabama were to lose tomorrow, then there's going to be a there's going to be a week long series from the media all over the nation 
about this is the end, that's it, this is over, it's over, it's done, it's over, you know, and it's going to be snarky comment week. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Listen, if they lose that game tomorrow, even though I picked A&M to win the game, I'm pulling for Alabama. Let me be clear on that. But if, if A&M wins that game, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm I'm going to dread coming in here Monday morning a little bit because it's going to be just what you said. It, the negative Nellies are going to be coming out. They're going to be, listen, man, they're going to have the, the number 205-342-9904, the first domain condos hotline on speed dial. And they're going to be ready to call in and, and read off the last rights. And, um, and I just got through saying, if they lose the game, it is a bad loss in terms of what it's going to mean for the season. But the number right. of people that I'm going to have to deal with on Monday that are going to going to want to unload, I'm not looking forward to it. So I hope Bama pulls it off, and I hope I have to eat crow. I hope I have to come in here Monday morning, and people are calling me up and saying, Gary, that's what you get for picking against the tide, and I'll take my dose. I'll say, yeah, serve me up that crow. Just put a little mustard on the side, uh, maybe a little brown mustard to give me a little spice, and I'll gladly eat it. So I'm hoping the <laughs> outcome tomorrow afternoon is a positive one. Oh, I agree, Gary. I agree. I hope, hope it works out that way. I sure do. All um, right, Phil, well, listen, uh, yep. I'm glad you feel like that uh, Mizzou's going to get it done because, you know, I, I made note of that when you called way back in the spring and said, watch Missouri. I kind of laughed at you a little bit, but I'm not laughing right now. And if they win tomorrow, uh, I'm, I'm certainly going to be uh, more inclined to believe that they can get to Atlanta. So you hang in there and have a good weekend, man. Thanks, sir. All right, let's get to Cole real quick before we uh, – get to the break, and then we got Adam Amin coming up in the next block. Good morning, Cole. Got this is, good morning. This is definitely the best weekend for the road games this weekend. I like LSU at Missouri, Kentucky at Georgia, and Bama at A&M. Oh, you're road taking time. the road? You're taking the road team trifecta. I'm taking the road team. Oh, Lord. It. Well, that's listen, that's a bold that's a bold prediction, Cole, because I don't see all three of those teams winning. I don't. Somebody, Dude, watch it. All right. I, I well, listen, like I just like I told Philip, if Mizzou, if Mizzou continues to come through, I'll give him credit. Shoulder. But if, if LSU, Kentucky, and Alabama all win um, tomorrow, you, you call me on Monday and remind me you said it, okay? <laughs> I'm telling you, hey, these right, hey, hey, LSU's got a chip on their shoulder. They're mad. They're going to do something. Okay. They're going to they're rip somebody. They're going to rip somebody. <laughs> and Kentucky's hungry. Well, hey, I know the they're hungry. They've been undefeated. Hey, Kentucky's hungry, Cole, but this is Georgia. This is Georgia in Athens. Come on, man. They should have lost, lost last week and then right. over in right. Georgia. Hey, you know what they say about woulda, couldas, and shouldas? You know? If frogs, hey, if, if, hey, Bowers, if frogs, if frogs had wings, they'd be, they'd be birds, right? They could fly. So. Without Brock Bowers, they don't, have, they don't have a team. I mean, without Brock, that's, that's their that's – their, that's their shield. Yeah, but that's, they got their... Brock Bowers. That's the whole idea, Cole. I, I love it when people say to me, they say, well, if they didn't have so-and-so, well, they got so-and-so. <laughs> that's, why they, that's why they're good. That's why they recruited that guy, because he's good. But, no, but listen, you uh, you might be on to something. We'll see. I uh, I think that's an interesting prediction. Like I said, I'll make note of it, and and uh, you call me back on Monday. Got to hit the break, Cole. Have a good weekend, buddy. Roll tight, Gary. You take right, care. Good, good to hear from you. All right, it's uh, 9.30. We'll get to the break, and we will come back and uh, talk with Adam Amin from Fox Sports next right here on the Gear Here Show. Built to win. Ball game. Alabama wins. Built for championships. Heading for the pylon. Get the race. Wins the race. Touchdown, Alabama. Built by Bama. The Crimson.
Crimson Tide play here. Join us Saturday as the Crimson Tide take on Texas A&M at Kyle Field. Our coverage begins at 11.30 on your home for Alabama football. Brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse. BirminghamRacecourse.com. You can be a winner, too. Patterson Comer and Costco's has been serving Mexican favorites like burritos, fajitas, and quesadillas since 1999. Their new location is at 4100 Owen Parkway in Northport. And, of course, you can find Los Tarascos in Tuscaloosa at 110 Skyland Boulevard. The bar areas feature big screen television so you can enjoy your favorite sporting events. Los Tarascos features daily happy hour specials. And for the best Mexican cuisine in West Alabama, remember, the name is Los Tarascos with locations in Tuscaloosa and Northport. Eli Gold, Chris Stewart, and Roger Hoover live right here. Tide 100.9 is a proud partner of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Nine thirty-three. Welcome back into the Gary Harris Show. Like I said at the top of the show, man, I'm not going to try to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. Um, it's been a rough week for me. <laughs> I'm going on very little sleep, but I tell you this: getting in here for the TGIF edition of the of the show has juiced me up. And now, one of my favorite guests uh, is really going to take it to the next level. That's Adam Amin from Fox Sports, uh, normally on the NFL. So if he's not doing NFL this weekend, you know it's. Uh, there's a special reason for it. And the reason is he's got Major League Baseball divisional playoff action, American League. He's got the series between the Twins and the Astros. Uh, divisional playoff series is here. So that's where we're going to start this morning, and then we'll work our way into the, the NFL. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, my friend. Well, all of these teams that were sitting waiting for the wild card winners uh, didn't get their wish. None of the, none of the wild card series went three games. Um, so, these teams that had to play those series didn't have to stretch their pitching. They got a little longer break, and now we're ready to go with the divisional series. And we'll start with yours because this Twins team, um, they're an interesting ball club, had a really good showing against the Blue Jays, and they're going to go into Houston now with with confidence. I, I don't know, you know, obviously I think most people are going to pick Houston in that series, but you're going to be calling the action. I don't think it would shock you if Minnesota pushes them, would it? No, I don't think so. I think they come in with a, a pitching staff that lines up well. You know, it's one of the reasons that, you know, I'm sure you're going to be paying attention to the Braves Phillies series and what we've been talking about for the last month or so is, you know, Philadelphia is one of the few teams that feels like it matches up with Atlanta because of its pitching. And this is a staff for Minnesota that certainly looks the part when it comes to trying to match the hitting prowess of Houston when it's healthy. You know, the Astros aren't the Astros that we've been used to seeing overall. You know, the 90-win team, they needed to, you know, the, they needed the final weekend, the last day, in fact, of the season to be able to clinch the AL West, and they needed a tie break to do it. That's why Texas ended up in the wild card, because um, Houston had the tie break. This is not, it hasn't been, I shouldn't say, uh, I should say the, the typical Astros group that's been to the ALCS and uh, that's been to the World Series four times and, you know, it, it's not the same group or the, the the same looking group, but they're healthy now. But I think what we saw in that Toronto wildcard series with Minnesota is that they have confidence in their starters. You know, I thought it was a great performance by Pablo Lopez mm -hmm. who pitched into the sixth inning. Sonny Gray looked very sharp going five. 
You know, Rocco Baldelli has typically gone longer with his starters, but, you know, you manage a little bit differently come playoff time. I could see, you know, a good performance by one of those two, especially Lopez, letting him go a little bit deeper in a game. But their bullpen has been great. Uh, Yohan Duran is as electric of a closer as we have in baseball. Nobody throws more 100-mile-an-hour fastballs than this guy and has one of the most ungodly splitters in, in the game right now. So, you know, this is a Minnesota team that if their offense can get going, if they can tack on a few runs, they're going to face Justin Verlander in game one. If they can get some runs early, that's going to give them a little bit of confidence going forward. Game one is really important, obviously, in any five-game series. But game one is especially important for this Minnesota team. They're on the road. Uh, Houston has not lost a home division series game in this last six-year run, which is kind of incredible. They're 11-0 and at home wow. during these last six years where they've been going to the ALCS every single year. Uh, so for them to get game one, still haven't announced the starter for them. Could be Joe Ryan, could be Bailey Ober, maybe Kenta Maeda, uh, who, they've been, who they've been considering using out of the bullpen. But if they can take game one somehow, now you get a chance to throw Pablo Lopez on full rest in game two. Now you get a chance to throw Sonny Gray in game three, and you can really kind of line up your starters going up against Framber Valdez, who's probably been Houston's best pitcher overall. And then Christian Javier, who hasn't really had the, 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 the season that we've seen the last couple of years from him. So it's not the same Astros team, although they're healthier offensively now. And this pitching staff for Minnesota is going to be their biggest key. They don't make a lot of mistakes defensively. They made some huge defensive plays in that Toronto series, Correa in particular, you know, going up against his old team now. Uh, I think this is more of a series than people might be realizing. That being said, Houston will be favored, probably rightfully so. They're really, really good in the playoffs at home, even though they haven't been great this year. And they're healthier now than they have been at any point this season. All of these divisional series get underway tomorrow. Uh, Adam series with the Twins and the Astros, 345 Central Time tomorrow on FS1. Let's look at the other uh, American League uh, divisional series, and that's the, the young uh, upstart Baltimore Orioles won 101 games. Incredible year, won, I think, the, the best division in baseball. But now now the heat is on. Now it's the playoffs. And and now you've got to be able to, 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 to change gears. And we saw the Rays win 99 and, and go out in two games. Uh, they get a Texas team that um, is loaded with talent. And Baltimore is new to this. And even though you had the great regular season, we've seen a lot of great regular seasons go down in a hurry in the playoffs. Uh, do you think this Orioles team has got what it takes, lacking playoff experience, to stand up to this this Texas team? I think just talent-wise, they certainly do. Um, you know, this, this is as talented of a, of a lineup as you're going to find in Major League Baseball right now and, and as aggressive and as powerful of a lineup as you're going to find. But that's what where, where Texas comes in. They've got that same kind of youthful exuberance. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a young Texas team that, and I, it's obviously sprayed with veterans, Seager and Simeon, but like guys like Evan Carter have, have really stepped up. He, he made a huge name for himself in that uh, wild card series against Tampa Bay on the road, hitting, uh, getting some big hits, hitting that big home run. Um, you know, this, this, this guy's 21 years old, you know, and he's, he's going to get the chance to be out there as well. You know, so in this particular case, I'm not sitting here going like, well, do they have the experience? Do they have the, they have, you know, can, can they match up with Texas? I don't necessarily think that that's that much of a factor. I do think the crowd will be a huge factor for Baltimore. It's going to be a great atmosphere. They're going to get an opportunity to, to line up their rotation the way they want to come game one. So I, I think the, the, the experience thing is a little bit tougher when you get past the division series. I think when you get into a seven-game series, 
you know, I, I think it's it's a little bit harder, but this is the job of Brandon Hyde, right? This is right. going to be his his tip well. Uh, not to, you know, I know we're we're focused on Mullins and Rutschman and Santander and Henderson, and rightfully so for Baltimore. They're incredibly talented players. They're they're really fun to watch. They're great defensively. They're so strong up the middle with those guys with Mullins and uh, Henderson and Rutschman in particular. They're they're really solid, and I have faith that these guys will just be able to go out and execute. I think this series is going to be more about Brandon Hyde. And you saw that in these two game sets, right? These two game sweeps in the wild card series. You know, think about who's made it out. You know, Tori Lovello made it out of there. You know, he's he's been through some of these weird tight series before for Arizona. You know, Texas is there. Bruce Bochy knows how to manage in these uh, in these tight situations. You know, I think Brandon Hyde has almost a bigger job than anybody else for that Baltimore team. I think those younger guys are going to go out and play free. I think, you know, they're, they've been executing all season on defense. I think they're going to be fine. I think it's a matter of, will Brandon Hyde make the right moves at the right time? Because, Gary, I think you get into playoff time, and especially the shorter series in the early round, it's a lot about just pitcher management. You know, John Schneider for Toronto is getting roasted right now because he took uh, Jose Barrios out early. And... You know, I, I understand whether it's a front office move, whether it's his decision, whatever. You're when your back is up against the wall, your thought is, "Oh man, we we got to change something because my my season is on the line. My team's season is on the line right now." So, you, know, you can call it hitting the panic button. That's you know, I think that's a little bit of an overreach, but I, I understand the sentiment behind it, and I do think that's fair. So, I think this this series is going to be more about Brandon Hyde, his manager managerial tactics how long he leaves a pitcher in, which relievers he goes to, do they play the right matchups? Because that's really what oftentimes tight playoff games come down to. Right. This time of year, it's not really necessarily about execution because I expect teams to execute, right? Like, that that's an obvious thing to say. You know, whichever team executes better, doesn't make mistakes on defense, they're going to be, they're going to give themselves a better chance to win. But I think the personnel that's out there at the right time, that has a lot to do with the guy in the dugout, and that's Brandon Hyde. I think it's his series to win or lose. All right, let's get to the National League. And you already referenced uh, Braves, Phillies, and I think Braves fans are scared to death. Um, and I just, you know, it just worked out this way. I think Atlanta would rather be playing anybody else uh, than than the Philadelphia Phillies. I'm with you on the Phillies with their their top of the rotation guys that they're going to send out there. They're confident against the Braves. Uh, and even though the Braves, you know, blew them away in the divisional race, uh, it's a new season. And, and um, I you know, Braves pitching is not what it, they'd like it to be in terms of the injuries. So I think Philadelphia is a confident club. Now I'm obviously pulling for the Braves, but I, I see reason to be concerned despite the fact that Atlanta won 104 games and has a lineup that maybe is, you know, you could argue is as potent as any we've ever seen in the history of the game. So uh, handicap this series for us, Adam. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, they're, they're every position. It's a great matchup, right? Like Sean Murphy, who had a cold September. He did. Like, wasn't, wasn't great. He's, he's still one of the best offensive catchers in the game. They have Travis Darno, who's been an all-star. You know, they're, they're really strong behind the plate. Real Muto's really, really good at cutting down the running game. So that, that to me, is the matchup, you know, for, for you know, when Acuna gets on base, right? We're talking about the first 40 home runs, 70 stolen base guy, the new rules, obviously. Philadelphia was still really good. Real Muto was still really good with the new rules. He was still well above average in terms of cutting down the running game, but... Obviously, it's a little tougher now than it was last year. I, I'm fascinated to see how that's going to play in the playoffs, uh, how, how teams running is going to affect 
pitchers. Remember, the new rules are, are are in effect this year. The pitch clock you don't get as, you don't get the same amount of leeway and free time in between pitches to play with the timing of a runner. So Real Muto and Murphy are essential, and I and Real Muto especially against Acuna. You know that that's a, a huge matchup. I think if you if you get on base if you're Ronald Acuna, which the expectation is. Uh, I love, you know, the 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 depth of Atlanta. We've always talked about that. We've talked about that the last two years. Uh, phenomenal stuff, just in terms of every spot in the order. But Philadelphia's offense has has picked it up in this last two month stretch. Go go back to August when Trey Turner had that, you know, that terrible slump, and then you know the radio host in Philadelphia is like, well, hey, let's let's cheer on Trey Turner. You know, he's our guy now. Let's give him some love. They give him that ovation. And since then, you know, he completely turned around his season. He had over 1,000 OPS for the final two months of the year. And, the again, if you get one game in Atlanta, man, that is a scary proposition for the Braves because that atmosphere in Philadelphia is about as oh, electric yeah. as any ball right now. You know, like that that's a legit home field advantage. I think the crowd noise is going to be a factor. You know, going back to the series I'm calling, that's something Rocco Baldelli talked about. With uh, let, let me give you a concrete thing about crowd noise. Rocco Baldelli, you know, that pickoff play that Correa had with Vlad Guerrero at second base, right? When Toronto was threatening midway through mm-hmm. game two, uh, he, he tells the catcher, he's calling for that pick play. The catcher tells Sonny Gray, and they, and they run that timing play to second base. The reason that takes place is because three innings earlier, Correa was in the dugout saying, guys, they can't hear their third base coach saying, go back, go back, go back. And they've been taking huge leads off second, so be ready for that. A, that speaks to the intelligence of Carlos Correa, but also that's where the crowd becomes a factor in these series. Can you take advantage of little moments like that? And that's where Philadelphia's crowd really becomes a factor. So I think there's a lot of things that that point in the direction of Philadelphia. They have to get a good start in this series. You get one in Atlanta. Now the Braves are a little bit rattled. The pressure moves over to them. You know, the, the historic run they've had, the historic season individually and, and as a team. And, and suddenly now you're, you're looking at the defending NL champions and they're, they've got all the momentum going into this series. You know, I think Atlanta was just off to such a great start this year. The same thing with Tampa, right? Right, Gary? They were off to just such mm-hmm. great starts that you're like, well, nobody's going to touch these guys. But, the quality of the teams in this in this playoffs is still really really high. I think especially now where we're at in the division series. Yeah, Braves are going to have to play some some really good baseball. Uh, if there is a team, in my opinion, that called a break, uh, it would be the Dodgers, of course. I, I you know I give give Arizona credit. I mean, they went into Milwaukee, and I wouldn't have given them. I wouldn't have bet you a dollar at a dime they would have won that wild card series, but they did. But I think the Dodgers get a break here. I mean, this is the one series that I look at, and I just see no shot for Arizona. And maybe you can make the case for the Diamondbacks, but I don't see it. I think the Dodgers are going to blow through this series and be waiting on the, the Phillies or Braves and, and be in good shape, and they're probably my favorite now to go to the, the World Series from the National League. But make a case for the Diamondbacks uh, to, to make this series against the Dodgers competitive because I don't see it. Uh, speed. Uh, I think the speed of, of Arizona and their their young players' power, uh, I think, is what sticks out to me. They 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 cause havoc on the base paths. You know, we're we're talking a lot about the new rules. Yeah, they do, and how they might end up affecting. You know, the, the, I I don't think we can understate or, or overstate how important the, these rule changes are to postseason baseball. Um, the the way that this Arizona team runs, how aggressive they are, the speed they have, and then you got. You know, this Corbin Carroll kid is is elite. He's going to be the NL Rookie of the Year. 
I think that lineup is a little bit better than people maybe realize. Their their ability to come back in these in these games, they they've been the comeback kids for the most part this season, and they did it twice against a really 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 good pitching staff in Milwaukee. So you know, the, I I think there is a case to be made. You you have to play full a full nine innings against this group. They're not going to go away. They have enough depth in their lineup. Uh, you know, listen, their pitching staff is. I'm I I have some some concerns, especially going up against you know that that. Dodger lineup when you got Freeman and Betts anywhere strewn about that lineup and you know Will Smith one of the best hitting catchers in the game I I, I think that lineup with Outman and has given them depth uh, more so than maybe I would have expected at the beginning of the year uh, Dodgers are, are the clear favorite but I, I still that's my case for Arizona the speed and power mix and their ability to come back in games they're never really out of it and and the Dodgers have had bullpen issues that's been their biggest problem this season their starting pitching has been been solid. Despite all the injuries, remember they don't have Arias. The Kershaw's taking the ball in game one. Their pitching staff's taking a little bit of a hit, and their bullpen has always had problems come postseason time. Uh, that's been one of the criticisms of Dave Roberts as a manager. You know, he's, he's typically asking his bullpen to do a lot, and that bodes well for a team like Arizona that can come back in game. Well, that's why I ask you, because you do make me feel better about the Diamondbacks having a shot in this series. You laid it out well. But if. Um and you may not want to pick the series that you're calling, but it, it, who, do you, who are your favorites um, to come out of these divisional series and, and play for the, the league championships in each uh, the American League and National League? Um, I like. I actually like Philadelphia. Um, I, I, oh. I feel like that their ability to get one in Atlanta can change the course of that entire series. Um, I, I like Philly. I do like the Dodgers. Uh, the Astros are going to be favored in this series, but I think it's going to be way more competitive than, than maybe people think. And uh, I still like Baltimore. I, I think uh, I think Brandon Hyde's made a lot of right moves this season. So those are the teams that are sticking out to me right now: Baltimore, uh, Houston, L.A., and Philly. And I think that those would make for a very good championship series. And if we get Braves Dodgers in that NLCS, oof, that that that's the series I think that everybody wants to see. Um, they, they, you know, just across the league, I think that's probably the most intriguing and entertaining and potentially explosive series. So I, I would certainly like to see that, but I, I still I, I think Philly's right there. I think their ability to 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 win one in Atlanta is, is what can separate them in that set. All right, I mentioned Adam on a call for Houston and Minnesota, three forty five, Texas and Baltimore, twelve o'clock on FS one, the two National League series on TBS, uh, Braves Phillies tomorrow at five. So you can flip over after the Alabama Texas A and M game and catch most of that one, and then eight twenty tomorrow night Dodgers and Diamondbacks. I didn't leave a ton of time for the NFL, but I want to get to your Bears because, uh, my gosh, um, you know the issues that they were having hadn't won a game in nearly a year, and then um, last week after Fields came out and just said, "Hey, I'm gonna go out and wing it. I'm gonna go out and play the way I know how to play," and a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's over for the Bears." They should have beat the Broncos. I mean, they absolutely collapsed to lose that game. And then last night, going to Washington against the Commanders team that maybe should have beaten Philly in Philly and doubled them up 40-20. to 20, And all of a sudden, Justin Fields is dynamic and making plays. And uh, I don't know if he's running the offense that they gave him or he's just doing what he wants to do in freelancing, but it's working, Adam. They won a game. <laughs> they, won, they won a game after after 14 losses in a, in a calendar year almost of uh, – of, of, uh, you know, terrible, ba- terrible football and bad finishes. You know, listen, the play calling has been uh, criticized and rightfully so. Uh, there's been a lot of locker room talk about you know how there's they're 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 missing certain things and they're not using guys the right way. Listen, Chase Claypool is a failure. 
that ex- in terms of a signing, you know, that was or a trade, I should say, that was an experiment that just did not go well, and that's a miss by that front office. And uh, they they had a lot of turmoil. And listen, I Gary, the other thing, and this is not this is more of a rant. The first month of the NFL season is really volatile these days yeah, because of absolutely. the lack of preseason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've talked about this. Guys don't play in the preseason. Teams that need reps don't take those reps because they're like, oh, well, we have these joint practices. Well, quarterbacks don't get hit in those joint practices. Guys don't get padded up. They don't get they don't get the feel for a game uh, at, at, at the physicality and the speed in those joint practices the way you're going to get even in a preseason game. And I just feel like it's kind of made a made, made a it's been a little bit of a detriment to the quality of play early in seasons in the league. And I've heard coaches talk about this too that it's that those first three weeks, four weeks are sometimes just an extension of the preseason now. And I hate hearing that because I go, you have a preseason, just use the preseason. You don't have to have to use the regular season games that count for something as an extension of that. But I think. You're going to see a lot of things like this in these next three weeks where you're going to go, well, I thought this team was way better than, than we expected, and I thought this team was way worse. How did how did they win three games in a row? I think you're going to see a lot more of that in these next coming weeks where you're going to scratch your head and go, well, this is not what I thought about this group in the first month of the season. Now, again, I, I think the Bears are way more talented than their first four games would show, uh, but I, I also feel like you know there's a lot, a lot of growth opportunity there and they, and they frankly need to take advantage of it because Justin Fields still needs to be solidified as the starting quarterback. There's still a long way to go for this Bears group. That was a nice start last night to get a win. And Adam, some breaking news with the Bears. Um, Chase Claypool gets his uh, gets his wish and I guess the Dolphins just don't have enough weapons. The Bears are trading uh, Claypool <laughs> to, the, to Miami. Uh, I guess that's kind of where the, we knew this was headed but for the Dolphins to bring in another weapon for two, oh wow. I mean, this is this is great for Tua. Uh, again, Chase Claypool wants to be used. He's a big-body receiver. Tyreek's the speed guy. Jalen Waddell is the hybrid. He can go deep. He can play in the intermediate game. But Chase Claypool is a big-body receiver that you can give chances to. He, he wasn't utilized in Chicago properly. Um, he, he is a little bit of a, a volatile personality as well. He's kind of his own guy, and that, that's okay. That's, that, that's the NFL. You know, you're going to get personalities like that, but... I think it's uh, if you're going to go somewhere, it's a great spot for Chase Claypool to go and maybe get another opportunity to try to improve. And I'm, I'm sure Tua will not be upset uh, to have a player like that, uh, have a big body wide receiver as another option for him. Lord, well, I guess the Dolphins feel like they need to make a move. And, and real quick thought, since we brought up Miami, you know how it is in the NFL, it's week to week. Number 32 can beat number one. A Dolphins yeah. hang 70 on the Broncos, and, and we were crowning them. A lot of people were. And then the Bills made a statement. The Bills said, hey, man, the AFC East still runs through here. Uh, Josh Allen got it back together. And they didn't just beat the Dolphins. I, I thought they humbled them a little bit. And I thought they, they did make a statement that, hey, Miami, not so fast. I really impressive performance by the Bills last week. They're still the best team in in that division, and they're one of the two best teams in football. Uh, I don't think anybody ever took uh, anything for granted when it comes to Buffalo. You know, Kansas City and Buffalo are still probably the two. They're they're two of the four best in in football, right? You have Philadelphia, San Francisco, and and Kansas City, Buffalo. Those are still Mm -hmm. the four best teams in football until somebody else says otherwise. So. I, I now they listen. They they've got some injuries. The, the Tredavious White injury is is huge. You know, on the on their back end of their defense, but they've got depth. They've had depth. They have built that up. Brandon Bean's done a great job the last four years of building that depth up. So they're going to be fine. And Josh Allen is still Josh Allen. Diggs is still Diggs. Uh, they still have all the weapons and a great offensive line, and that's going to win you a lot of football games. Smack out of time. Thank you, Adam. Great stuff, man. Appreciate you. You got it, my friend.
All right, 955, we'll take a break. We'll come back and wrap up this first hour, get you ready for hour number two on the Gary Harris Show right here on Tide 100.9 FM. Since 2011, Billy's Sports Grill, located on Main Avenue in historic downtown Northport, has been serving their legendary signature chicken sandwich, award-winning wings, and handcrafted cocktails. Billy's is also the spot to watch all your favorite sporting events with big screen, high-definition televisions, both dining rooms, at the bar, and outside on the beautiful patio. Come by and say hello to Kim and Lisa, the Billy's management dream team. Billy's good food, good friends, and good times. Tuscaloosa's Old Colony Golf Course is an 18-hole championship layout designed by 1976 U.S. Open champion Jerry Pate. Director of Golf John Gray and fitting specialist Bob Montgomery are PGA certified. Mike Shivitz is the head professional and director of the Tuscaloosa Junior Golf Program. Call today to secure a tee time at the Tuscaloosa Championship Golf Course. Everyone can play. 205-562-3201. Old Colony is operated by Para. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy with a chance of scattered showers today, the high 79. Tonight, showers ending this evening, clearing after midnight, the low 52. Tomorrow, sunny, breezy, and much cooler, the high in the mid to upper 60s at 67 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to The Gary Harris Show. For Alabama sports, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, here we go. The Cure, the Friday getaway song for hour number one. Friday, I'm in love, and we're getting out of here for the first hour. It's been brought to you by Alabama Credit Union, member-owned and not-for-profit. It's just a better way of banking. Hour number two is on the way. Want to make a quick programming note. Radio can be uh, can be fluid at times. Brad Pritchard from the Auburn Butts is going to be moved up to 10-15. He needs to go at 10-15. So the contest, the Bama Football Trivia Contest, will be moved up as well. So it will not be at 10-30. It'll be in the second segment. I'll have the trivia question ready to go. So 10-15 to 10-30 now is when we will qualify you for that Jalen Milrow autographed football the Alabama football with the raised lettering, it is beautiful, and it is signed by the Crimson Tide quarterback. So that's coming up in hour number two. Keep it dialed in. The second hour is on the way right here on Tide 100.9 FM. You could win. It's the Tide 100.9 30K Workday Payday. Woo! Win cash every weekday 8 to 5. Here's this hour's cash code. 555. Five, five. Again, that's 555. The code is 555. Enter that code now on the Tide 100.9 app. Click on the 30K Payday button and enter the code for a chance to win $30,000. Always live. Always local. Dependable news coverage. The latest news, only from the Tuscaloosa Thread Newsroom. 
Remedial Plan 3 has been selected for Alabama's congressional districting map. West Alabama's 7th congressional district will be 51.9% black. South Alabama's 2nd congressional district will increase to 48.7% black. Now that the congressional districting map is set, 7th District Democrat Congresswoman Terry Sewell is announcing she's running for her 8th term in office. A red flag warning in effect from 11 this morning till 7 tomorrow night for Green, Hail, Marengo, Perry, Sumter, and counties southward. Drought is producing dangerous fire conditions. For the latest local news in Tuscaloosa, Bama Sports Updates. And severe weather information, download the free Tuscaloosa Threat app. Never pay for your news and sign up for our daily newsletter with news updates. The Gary Harris Show. You see him host Tider Insider TV. Crimson Tide kickoff. Play-by-play for Alabama sports and sports director for WVUA 23. It's time for the Gary Harris Show. Presented by Diet Pepsi. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, here we go. Hour number two of the Gary Harris Show here on Top 100.9 FM. I'm your host, Gary Harris. This is the TGIF edition for Friday, October 6, 2023. Going to get cooler this weekend. Some cool, fine. The first fall weather of the year is coming in. This weekend, uh, Noah and Justin, I don't know if you saw it. I think lows tomorrow night in the 50s, low Sunday night in like the 40s. Uh, yeah, bring it on, man. I'm ready. Got a little rain last night, so maybe that'll help with some fall foliage. Gary Harris, Noah Haynes, Justin Jones with you. And again, uh, before we get to uh, Patterson Comer, uh, Change in the uh, format for today. Uh, Brett Pritchard, Auburn's on bye week, so he's actually taking the weekend off, and he is um, going to still join us, but he needs to move up to 10-15. We're going to run the contest while he's on the phone with me doing the guest segment for Auburn. So the Bama Football Trivia Contest presented by T-Town Menswear and T-Town Gallery in the University Mall will be the next segment, not the 10-30 segment. So get ready. Again, download the app. Noah's already told you how to do it, and download that app. Send us, yeah, go ahead, Noah. And if you need to a refresher, we've got an article on Tider Home Point Nine that explains it in detail. Yeah, so you, you can obviously call us on the first and main condos hotline at 205-342-9904. Uh, but if you can't get through you can send us the answer on the app. They're going to be looking for it. So you won't be left out. And again, I don't encourage this because I'm busy, but if you want to text me on social media, I'll try to check it. And uh, if I see your prediction, I'll give it to them as well. Uh, but or your answer, and it's right. But again, we'll need your your name, your full name, and your phone number. And the Bama Trivia Contest presented by T-Town Menswear and T-Town Gallery University Mall coming up in the next segment for that Jalen Milrow autographed Alabama football. It's absolutely beautiful. Again, we got pictures of Jalen signing it and also pictures of um, the ball itself, a tight shot at Gary Harris underscore WVUA on Twitter, also at Todd 109 on Twitter. And while you're over there on Twitter, give me a follow if you don't mind as well. All right, this hour of the Gary Harris Show being brought to you by Patterson Comer, Attorneys at Law. And uh, again, I, I know both these gentlemen well, in fact, uh, after the news last night, uh, the early news, I ran over to Los Tarascos right here on Skyland Boulevard, another one of our advertisers, and uh, saw Paul Patterson and his beautiful family in there having dinner and had a chance to visit with Paul for a few minutes. But he and Mike Comer both are, are local. This is home for them. And whether it's an 18-wheeler accident, wrongful death, premise liability, dog bite, foster home abuse, nursing home abuse, automobile accident, personal injury, they can handle it. And in fact, when it comes to automobile injury cases, Paul Patterson literally wrote the book. I'm not kidding you. <clears throat> the ultimate guide 
to automobile injury cases in Alabama. You're entitled to a fair and full recovery. Know how to get it. That book is by Paul Patterson. You can request a copy. Call them today or go to pattersoncomerlawfirm.com. You can call them in Tuscaloosa at 205-345-1000 and Northport 205-759-3939. And remember, Patterson Comer's Commitment to the client doesn't end at the end of the workday. They're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. PattersonComerLawFirm.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. All right, let's dive in. And I'm going to do my SEC point spread predictions uh, in uh, the final uh, half hour of the show today. And I've got some good news, guys. I finally had an above 500 week. Barely, but hey, man. It's a start. I went four and three last week in my SEC picks, SEC, all SEC versus SEC. I hit Alabama minus the 14 and a half against Mississippi State. I missed on Georgia. I laid the 14 and a half against Auburn. Auburn uh, only lost by seven. I picked Kentucky minus the one, and they won easily. I took Arkansas plus the six against A&M, missed that one. Hit Missouri minus the 13 against Vanderbilt. Hit Ole Miss plus the two and a half. They went outright against LSU. And I uh, took Carolina plus the 12 against Tennessee and lost that one. So I go four and three, and I'll be picking the six games this week. Uh, what was the updated line, Justin, on that Georgia-Kentucky game? Did you tell me that you had it? I got it at 15, but it might have come down. I'm seeing 14 and a half. Yeah, I think it's down to 14 and a half. So let me make an adjustment there. Um, all right, the latest I've got, let's just go through these real quick while we got time here. The latest that I've got is um, we already got Alabama's minus one now. That's down to minus one. I've got Missouri at plus five against LSU. What do you have, Justin? What's the latest there? Or he's looking for those. Because I, I did them last night, and I'm going to try to get the more updated lines. What was it? What did you I had? I've got LSU uh, minus five. I am seeing minus four okay. LSU. Okay, I'll make the adjustment then. So it's uh, Tigers minus four now. I've got uh, Georgia. We mentioned that one already. I've got um, Ole Miss minus ten and a half against Darkey. What do you got on that one? Ole Miss, Arkansas, I have minus 11 and a half Ole Miss. Oh, wow, wow. Okay, that's quite a change. All right, 11.5. All right, Vandy at Florida. I've got Florida. Again, these are older lines. That's why we're double-checking. I've got Florida minus 18 and a half. What do you have updated? That's right, 18 and a half. Okay, so Gators 18 and a half there. And then the last line is I've got uh, Western Michigan at Mississippi State, Mississippi State line laying uh, 20 and a half. That's one of those non-SEC lines they're playing. But I've got it at 20 and a half. So just let me know when you get it in the update because that's a little harder to find sometimes. But last week we had all SEC versus SEC. And this week we've got five SEC versus SEC other than Mississippi State. But we got some buys this week. Uh, minus 20 and a half, is that what you have? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so so that one is minus 20 and a half. Okay. All right, well, I got the updated point spreads that we'll give my predictions in the next half hour. Bama is down to minus one against A&M. Georgia 14 and a half against um, Kentucky. 
LSU minus four against Missouri. Ole Miss minus 11 and a half against Ole Miss, against uh, Ole Miss against Arkansas. Rebels laying 11 and a half. Gators laying 18 and a half against Vandy. And Mississippi State laying 20 and a half against Western Michigan. All right, 205-342-9904 is the number on the First Domain Condos hotline. Presented, of course, by First Domain Condominiums in downtown Northport. Give us a call. Uh, we're open for the next couple of minutes here before we get to the next segment if you want to give us a ring. All right, more thoughts on Alabama and A&M because I have, as you might know, Noah and, and Justin, I don't pick against Alabama very often. When I did it Tuesday night on Tyler Insider TV, I got the expected pushback. I had a couple people, and listen, I understand. I had a couple people, and they were serious, email me that I should be fired from my job as a sportscaster for the University, for the University of Alabama TV station for picking against Alabama. Uh, a little extreme, I think, but I get it. But listen, it doesn't mean that I, I'm pulling for Alabama to lose. It, at last, and as I said on the radio show and on Tyler Insider TV, the last time I picked against Alabama to, to win was in the 2021 SEC Championship game against Georgia. I picked Georgia to win that game, and it was all Alabama. Now, Georgia got revenge a few weeks later in the National Championship game, but Alabama blew Georgia out. So take you know, hope in that, and and I hope I'm wrong, but I do think that this game sets up well for Texas A&M, and I don't think I deserve to be fired, so you know, we'll see. Let's jump out on the, uh, I mean, that's pretty extreme, isn't it? You should be fired for picking against Alabama. Let's jump out on the first main condos hotline. Speaking of Texas, big uh, our, our pal, uh, pal Cowboys out there in Big D, Dallas, Texas. Good morning, Cowboy. How you doing, Gary? Doing all right, my friend. Are you driving out with a media crew this afternoon? No, I'm not going. And, uh, in fact, I'm down now to just going to the drivable games because, uh, you know, we're we're my staff is a little smaller at the TV station than it used to be. And uh, I can't really leave on Fridays anymore because I don't have anybody to fill in on football Friday for me. So the only way I could go okay. to that game would either be drive overnight, which I'm not going to do because I'm short on sleep already, or get up early in the morning and fly into Houston. So, no, I'm not going to, to uh, Kyle Field at College Station. They'll have to get by without me this weekend. Have you been out there? I have been one game. I went out there for the, the 2013 game when Vinny Sinceri got the pick six after the Manzo had beat him here in 2012, and Alabama jumped out to the huge lead. And then uh, uh, who was the quarterback at the time for A&M? Almost brought him back there. Big kid. Johnny Manziel. Was it still Manziel? Yeah. Yeah, that's what shows you what I know. I'm thinking about somebody else. But Manziel, yeah, it was Manziel. Manziel nearly brought him back. And uh, that game got that Boy, got they- close. They hit it quick in that yeah. game, I remember. All those, all these games, Evans, all these games start running together for me. I remember the losses more than I remember the wins. I'm not going to lie to you about that. Yeah. Well, well, who do you uh, like this weekend? In what? This in Alabama the game, the Alabama A&M game. Uh, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going to talk about it. I just let it happen. See what happens. Okay. I don't. I. I, I don't know. All right, well, that's... If, I say, if I say something, some guy call me up that I know and say, hey, you've got a view on the radio. So I'm not <laughs> <gonna say> <laughs> well, I don't know when I've ever abused you. We've had some straightforward discussions. At least you don't have people trying to get you fired for pick, picking a game like a couple of people have with me. <laughs> oh, 
really? Yeah, I just said I'm that sorry. when you were. I said, you know, I picked a A and M on Tider Insider TV, and I got a couple of the emails with the dreaded, I should be fired uh, for picking to be working for the University of Alabama owned television station to pick against Alabama. So at least, well, you, I mean, you gotta you gotta kind of pick it how you feel. Yeah, I, I mean, I, listen, you know, I, I I will not be surprised if Alabama wins the game. As I said, in fact, I hope they do. But if I'm, you know, I'm looking at it from A and M's perspective, Cowboy, and I've said this all week, and we got a minute before we get to break because we got to run a contest in the next contest in the next segment. Yeah. But if not now, when? I mean, you're off to a two and zero yeah. start. You got Alabama at your place. You've recruited lights out. You got maybe the best defensive line in the country. Uh, I know you lost Wegman, the freshman quarterback, but Max Johnson may even be better for this team because he he's just he's just a smooth operator. Um, if you win, you're in the catbird seat to make it to Atlanta. And it, with OU and Texas coming in next year, if not now, when? I mean, if, if A&M can't yeah. get over the hump this year, I'm not sure they ever will, man. Yeah, really, when you think about it, kind of like some teams, this is their time. I mean, this is their time. I mean, it, I, 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 I kind of leave it like that. This is your time. It is. But if you lose, but if you lose this game, you're not out. Of you're it. not out of it. But if you lose this game, then your fan base goes right back into, you know, the mode I would be in. Was that this guy's never going to get it done. This is their opportunity. So it's a big game for both teams. Huge game. Uh, but if if A and M loses it, it's going to be hard for their fans to believe because. Well, yeah. They, they've been let down so many times, <laughs> really, throughout. The, and they know, wow. listen, plus they got to live with the fact that Texas came into Tuscaloosa and won here. If they lose at home and with Texas coming in next year, you know, you live out there. Those Longhorn fans are going to give those Aggies so much grief. Yeah. Well, you know, when I see a Longhorn fan now, I just walk up to him and say, hey, I know they got a shirt on. I say, hey, y'all kicked our butt. Boy, that just stops them right there. They, they got nothing to say after that. They yeah, they can't, they, can't, they, they, can't, they can't engage you hey, then. <laughs> you, you, you hit them before they come at you. Hey, man. Y'all kicked our butt. Just your hand out there and shake their hand. Well, they That's did. Well, like I said, I've, uh, all the Texas people that I've talked to had a really good experience here. Hey, i got to hit the break, Cowboy. Have a great yeah. weekend, man. Hey, I'm, I, I'm, I'm with Adam Amin. I'm worried about the Braves. I am, too. I, I'm, I'm, scared, I'm scared to death of the Phillies, man. Scared to death of them. Well, there's going to be some good series, man. You know, yep. it's good baseball now. Well, All right. You have fun, buddy. Thank you, Cowboy. Got to go. All right, we've got to take the break. And uh, when we come back, it's uh, Brett Pritchard with the Auburn Report. And also, before we get to Brett, I will do the trivia question. And 205-342-9904 is the number of the First Amendment Condos hotline. We'll do the trivia question. And we will keep the phone lines open the entire segment. And we'll also, you can, you know, reach us on the app. And uh, let's get this contest coming back next right here on Tide 100.9 FM. Hi, Barry Buckner here, and I want to say whether Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy with a chance of scattered showers today, the high 79. Tonight, showers ending this evening, clearing after midnight, the low 52. Tomorrow, sunny, breezy, and much cooler, the high in the mid to upper 60s at 67 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 72 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Follow Tide 100.9 on Facebook today to watch our live shows. Read the great articles and interact with Bama fans today. All 
All right, 1020. Wet Willie brings us back in weekend. We got Brett Pritchard from the Auburn Blitz ready to go here in just a couple of minutes. But the first thing we got to do, my phone's blowing up. I'm multitasking like crazy. And and Chuck uh, texted me about my picks. He tracks my picks and said I had Bama Ole Miss plus seven. I did, Chuck. I had Ole Miss plus seven uh, a couple weeks ago. And I put that down as a loss. That was two weeks ago. This past week, I had Alabama laying the points against Mississippi State. And that's a win. So I don't know. Uh, you had Mississippi plus seven, but Bama and lost. I know. I got that. I, so I'm right. I went four and six. Let's see. I went to four and five last week, and I'm four and three this week. And I appreciate you helping me keep it my, with my picks. But I put Bama at Ole Miss down as a loss. So I just want to clear that up. Um, I'm not trying to cheat anybody on my picks here. So anyway, uh, I'm just, listen, it's been a long week. You know, and and so anyway, but we'll get to my picks in the next segment. All right, let's run the trivia contest. The phones are going to light up. We're going to give away that Jalen Milrow signed football. And uh, courtesy of T-Town Menswear and T-Town Gallery University Mall, here's the question. Alabama and Texas A&M have played six times at Kyle Field in College Station. Alabama and Texas A&M have played six times in College Station. How many times have the Aggies beaten the Crimson Tide at Kyle Field. How many times in six meetings has A&M defeated Alabama on their home field? That's the question. 205-342-9904 is the phone number, and the phones are lighting up. You can also answer on the app, or you can try to reach out to me on social media. But the question again is, how many times has A&M beaten Alabama in College Station at Kyle Field. They'll try to do it again tomorrow afternoon. All right, that's our trivia question. Phone lines are open the entire segment. Let's bring in Brett Pritchard now from the Auburn Blitz to talk a little Auburn Tigers football. Just another normal Friday around here, Brett. You know, I've, I've had a couple people email the TV station trying to get me fired because I picked against Alabama on Tider Insider TV. People saying I'm not keeping my point spread predictions up accurately so other than that i wish i was in your seat i was i was off this weekend auburn auburn's on by good morning my friend hey good morning man how dare you do anything like pick against alabama <laughs> i tell you what it's uh, it, it, i hadn't picked i told all of the alabama fans when i made the pick i said listen the last time i picked against alabama was in the sec championship game in 2021 and that worked out pretty well and then i picked alabama in the national championship game and they lost so you, you might should be happy but uh auburn is getting getting their by gonna have a little break to kind of hit the reset button um I wouldn't call it the first half of the season because they got a little quicker by, but boy, you have to be encouraged with what you saw against Georgia at the same time. Uh, you know, I've talked about this. Auburn's not a moral uh, victory program. You know, they, they want to play for championships. So what's that dynamic like between, hey, man, we're proud of our team, put up a great effort against the number one team in the country, but also we know we didn't win the game. So how do the fans reconcile that? Well, I think first thing you have to, to do as a fan is you have to be realistic. Yes, you, you at Auburn, in Alabama, wherever here in the SEC that you know is used to to competing at the top of the league. You, you don't have moral victories. It doesn't matter what your roster looks like or anything like that. But again, when you go back and you check reality, you have to look at what's gone on in the last nine months at Auburn. Uh, new ho- new head coach. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of new faces on the coaching staff. Uh, too many coordinators. A bunch of new players. And you're trying to compete in the best league in the country all at the same time. And, you know, a lot of these guys came in in the spring and 
uh, some weren't weren't even here in the spring. You know, they had very very short amount of time to try to get ready. And, and I think you and I talked about it at the beginning of the year. I said this Auburn team is going to going to be a work in progress all year. They're going to use every week to try to to try to gain more knowledge about each other and try to learn more things. And they're having to learn on the fly because of you know the situation of, of such a, a big turnover, fifty one new new players on this roster. So, and when you do that and you play teams like Texas A and M and Georgia and, and Alabama and Tennessee, and that's your your week in and week out schedule. It's you have very very small margins of error, and and a lot of these guys, again, like you said, uh, you look at the game. Uh, yeah, you're proud of the effort. Auburn had its chances against Georgia. I, I don't think this is the uh, you know the strongest Georgia team uh, in the last four or five years, but they're still number one and they're still very good. And you know at Jordan Hare Stadium, if Auburn plays well, you know they they always have a chance. And and Auburn almost pulled that off by playing almost mistake free. You know I, I think the penalties were were, were really a non factor for Auburn. Um, you, you look at it if they make a couple of plays here and there, they they win the football game. But again, this this, this team from a talent perspective is not even on the same page as Georgia right now. So, uh, at the end of the day, uh, the best player on the field helped Georgia win that game, and Auburn did a really good job against Bowers in the first half, but uh, we're not able to do much with him in the second half, and it ended up costing him. You know, you make a great point, and I, I'm giggling because I've – this, and you, you've heard it too. I don't care about the team, but I got I kind of laugh because it reminds me when Auburn had Cam Newton. I kind of laughed when I heard a lot of people saying uh, after the game, well, if Georgia didn't have Brock Bowers, they would have lost. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's, right. why they, that's why you recruit. You know, it's the same. Well, if Auburn hadn't had Cam Newton, they hadn't gotten Cam Newton, that team would have won six games. They had Cam Newton. That, that, that's right. why you recruit great players to make, to make it. So I always just laugh when people say, well, if I hadn't had this guy or that guy, you know. Hey, jo- and, you know, look, sometimes you just have to tip your ass. Yeah. You, you have to go, hey, look, that's why that guy's one of the best players in the country, and he, he showed up for his team when they needed him. And, again, you know, if, if they don't have Brock Bowers on that, on that team, uh, I think Auburn may win by two touchdowns. I, I really do. So, but like you said, they had him. He made the plays. He won the game for them. You know, that was Georgia's first game on the road. You got to think about that. It was Carson Beck's first game on the road in this conference. And it's like Kirby Smart said, very, very tough place to play in Jordan here. We all know that. It's a hard place to come in and get a win. And, you know, I think in, in this league, it doesn't matter where you rank. When you go on the road, if you can pull off a one-point win, it doesn't matter. For 10 points, 20 points, whatever, just getting out of wherever you are with a win is a, is a positive. There's no doubt about it. All right, let's talk Auburn going forward. Like you said, man, these these buys, uh, regardless of when they come, I, I think they're they're welcome now because it is just such a meat grinder this college football season. Um, Alabama traditionally takes theirs the holiday, the Halloween weekend. This seems to be pretty early to take a buy five games in, but when you look at what's coming up after the buy, you get a a string of. Five straight SEC games before the New Mexico State game, and then the Iron Bowl. And Iron Bowl is special; it's gonna it stands alone. But let's be honest, Auburn can still have a really good season. It's the t- the tale of the tapes can be told in these next five weeks, and there's no doubt about it. You go to LSU, you host Ole Miss, you host Mississippi State, you go to Vanderbilt, and you go to Arkansas. Um, that's the stretch. And Auburn, I think now when you look at this. This Auburn team, uh, how competitive they have been, you can look at those five games and say that Auburn can win more of those than they lose, I think. I think you can make that case. 
Yeah, I, know, I think you and I talked about, you know, these four games here. Uh, when Auburn got to the uh, A&M game, uh, if Auburn could get to 3-0 and and then get to that A&M game and possibly win that game on the road, uh, it, you know, that, that would be a, a huge plus. Well, Auburn didn't win that game. And then, you know, we, we knew the, the odds would be stacked against Auburn. It'd be very tough to beat Georgia, although they played really well and had a chance. They, they lost. So now it's down to these next two. They got to go on the road to a place they've only won one time in the last 20 something years uh, at LSU. Um, and then, uh, a very good old missing that, that just knocked that LSU team off this past Saturday. So uh, it's a tough stretch. You know, I think we're starting to see why a lot of people predicted Auburn to be a 6-6 and type team. And they've got to win a couple of games that they're not supposed to win if they want to get over that mark. And, you know, can Auburn go down? LSU's vulnerable. I know this is a 6.30 kickoff. We know what it's like in Baton Rouge at 6.30. It's it's a rabid, probably the toughest place to play in the SEC. So Auburn is going to be taking this team again – the, the last time they went on the road, uh, the offensive woes at Texas A&M were, were too much to overcome. The defense played well enough to win all these games, but Auburn, especially in the passing game, has not been able to generate anything. Uh, and, and, you know, defenses have pretty much been able to stack the box and, and concentrate on the running game. So Auburn's going to have to come up with a way to score points in Baton Rouge to, to have a chance to win that game. And then again, you know, you look look on down the line at Ole Miss and Mississippi State. You get Ole Miss at home, and then you get Mississippi State at home before you go on the road to Vanderbilt. If Auburn can somehow – they just need to play well. And, again, no moral victories, but uh, if they could somehow play well and carry some momentum into that Ole Miss, Auburn could go on a string of, of possibly three straight wins by the schedule setting up the way it is. So we knew this was going to be a very – tough stretch these four games for Auburn two on the road two at home especially with Georgia being one of those at home um, but they've got to get past this point and have a little confidence moving forward but Gary I know we haven't talked a lot about it yet but the offensive woes have been the problem for this team especially in the passing game and Auburn has got to find some semblance of a passing game this seven straight power five games now Auburn has not passed for over 100 yards and it's it's almost impossible to think that a program like Auburn at the level they compete has gone that long without having a 100-yard game in the air. So um, they've got to get some things figured out. Coach Free said that this week. And receivers have got to start stepping up and making some plays. I know this is not the um, the, 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 the most talent-rich roster, but Rivaldo Fairweather, Malcolm Johnson, some of those guys that had opportunities against Georgia to make a play that could have possibly win, could possibly won the game, didn't make the play. So it's not all on Peyton Thorne. The receivers have got to help Peyton Thorne when he's able to make some plays. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the offense because you and I discussed this last week, the dynamic of head coaches calling plays, and we're seeing less and less of it. Billy Napier's doing it at Florida to very mixed reviews. Um, Philip Montgomery's the offensive coordinator. Uh, Coach Freeze had said last week that, you know, he wants it to be – Auburn's offense with Philip Montgomery playing, calling the plays, but he, he admitted he's twitching a little bit sometimes on the sideline with the offensive issues that Auburn has had during this bye week. Uh, Brett, do you expect something to change in regards to the play calling? Well, you know, Coach Free said on, on Monday that, hey, look, uh, I think you just pretty much summed it up. He said, I, I listen to every play that's called. He said, I have the opportunity to override a play if I feel like it, but he said, I'm trying to trying to stay out of it as much as I can. And I think 
you know, if he feels like he needs to step in and kind of take control, he will. But uh, right now, and, and I said this on our show this past week, I don't think anything that goes on this year needs to be a benchmark on what you do moving forward. I think you can't have a knee-jerk reaction and jerk play-calling duties away or take responsibilities away from a coach based on what this team does this year. So I think Hugh Freeze is trying to to understand and, and say, look, take a deep breath. Let's see what let's see what we're able to do this year and, and try to get into next year with a really good recruiting class, add some, some talented players to this roster and see what we can do. So, uh, but, but you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, in in this current state, Auburn's got to do better offensively, and and it's got to improve, Gary. You, you've got to be able to have some semblance of a threat passing the football. If you can't, it doesn't matter who you play. You're not going to win very many games. I know you've got to go here in a couple minutes, so I'm not going to hold you much longer, I promise, and we'll hold basketball for another show. But, um, you know, Harson's first year, there was some momentum at times, and there were some close calls, and, of course, obviously the, the, the disappointment at the Iron Bowl, but I want you to compare and contrast the vibe in Harson's first year. It seemed like even early on it was kind of already going south versus the vibe now right. with Hugh Freeze. There, there is a lot of difference, despite the fact that, you know, Auburn is 0-2 in the SEC and just 3-2 and overall, but kind of compare and contrast the, the feeling when Harson was in his first year versus what you got now with Freeze. I think it's real simple. I think it's recruiting. I think you look up and and Auburn's right there on the verge of a top 10 class, and they're, they're in on several other top recruits. I, I, I think Auburn still has a chance at K.J. Bolden. I think Auburn still has a chance at Cam Coleman. I think there's a lot of that that we're seeing from an Auburn perspective that we didn't see any of from Brian Harson. You're right. Brian Harson's first year, Auburn got to 6-2, and two, had a big win on the road against Arkansas, jumped up to 15 in the country, felt pretty good about it, then, then lost out the rest of the year. And you you can accept that when you're when you're a new coach or you're you have a new coach and you're building a program back and you look on the horizon and you see a great recruiting class. Well, Auburn fans looked on the horizon and saw a recruiting class that was ranked 40, and it was way out of kilter for what Auburn is used to recruiting. And that's the main difference, I think. I think Auburn fans have have accepted what this team is this year. And they look forward and go, help is on the way because Hugh Freeze is a relentless recruiter. He understands what it takes to win in this league. And he's going to go out and get the players for Auburn to, to, to get back into top competition. I think it's that simple. Great stuff, man. And like I said, I want to talk some basketball because that's the way they do it now. <laughs> we'll be playing basketball here in a couple of weeks. But en- no doubt. enjoy your weekend break, uh, Brett. And I, I knew when I texted you last night, I thought, well, it's bye week. But I did want to kind of get your vibe on on the Georgia game and, and going forward. So appreciate it, man. And uh, have a great week. Hey, real quickly, since A&M and Alabama are the only two unbeaten teams left in the SEC West in the division, who do you like tomorrow? I think Alabama can go on the road and, and win against Texas A&M. I mean, based on what I saw, I think, Again, if Auburn had a couple of guys to make some plays in that game, you know, if Rivaldo Fairweather makes that catch down there uh, in the end zone, Peyton Thorne, I mean, uh, Robbie Ashford actually made a great throw, and, and he, he missed it. And, you know, they cut that game, they cut that to a one-touchdown game with six minutes to go. It's a whole different, whole different ball game at that point. So I think Alabama's got, obviously, the playmakers to, to make the plays that they need to, to win that game. So I'm going to go with Alabama. All right, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate you, and uh, enjoy your uh, bye weekend. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, 1036. All right, we are going to uh, – Noah, you want to go ahead and shut down the phones now? 
All right, we're going to shut down the phone lines. When we come back, we'll tell you how many qualifiers we had. I'll make my SEC point spread predictions for this upcoming week. And, uh, yeah, Chuck and I are on the same page. He was actually making a different point. It's just my phone is ringing. Uh, people are yeah, I mean, we did qualify a few people off my phone as well, and uh, we're good. I was 4-3 and three last week, my first winning record. Going to come back with my point spread predictions. And then in the final segment, we will um, tell you the answer and uh, draw for our winner with that little uh, – tell you. when we come back, we'll tell you how many qualifiers, and then we'll do the contest uh, winner in the final segment. So before we get to the break, I do want to mention to you my friends at the YMCA, Jeff Knox, the CEO, and all those folks. Uh, man, it's just a great place. I'm back there working out regularly now. I've taken a little bit of a break. I uh, was doing some stuff at home, but I'm back in the Y now three or four times a week, and uh, I love it. And uh, the facility is top-notch. They're going to be getting uh, uh, updating some equipment soon. They've got an outdoor workout area too, which is terrific with the kind of weather that we're having. Uh, all kinds of fitness classes, personal trainings, all your fitness needs can be answered at the YMCA and it's a great community organization. 2313th Street downtown. Give them a call, 205-345-9622. If you want to go by and give it a tour, tell them the Gary Harris Show sent you, by the way. They'll appreciate that. We'll be back after this. Covering University of Alabama sports as well as the national and local scene as well. The Gary Harris Show, only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. It's getting late, I haven't seen my mates. Tell me when the boys get here. It's seven o'clock and I want to rock. Want to get a belly full of beer. My old man's drunker than a barrel full of monkeys. And my old lady, she don't care. My sister looks cute in her braces and boots. A handful of grease in her head. Elton. Saturday night's all right for fighting, but not really. Okay, we don't encourage violence on this program, even though there are times I feel like getting violent. Welcome back into the Gary Harris Show. It's 1041. Hectic this morning. Contest, uh, T-Town Menswear, T-Town uh, Gallery, Bama Football Trivia Contest is in the books. Although, I will tell you this. We've closed down the phone lines other than to take calls for the show, of course. But if you still come in on the app, we will still qualify you through the app because that's something that we want to encourage people to download the app. So and we've gotten some good app responses. So if your responses are coming in, uh, Noah, we'll go ahead and uh, qualify you up until we get ready to draw. We, we, we've, it's been fun seeing people send us messages on the app, too, in addition to yeah. their guesses. Uh, Mailman Jerry said, Gary shouldn't be fired for picking A&M, but somebody should take him to the doctor and get him checked out. <laughs> well, that, that's, now, that's fair, because I probably need to be checked out regardless. That's, 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 I, I agree with that. So, uh, but we'll, um, how many qualifiers do we have so far, far guys? 28. I went 28, and... If you want to send it in on the app, we'll go ahead and accept you up until we go to this break. Because when we come back in the next break, we're going to give the answer and, and uh, r- r- roll our roulette wheel. But we've got 28 qualifiers so far. So if you still want to get in through the app, you can. All right, it's time for point spread predictions. And again, uh, let me pull out. I'm, I'm so old school. I don't keep a spreadsheet. <clears throat> Listen, just know that's This is how I do my picks. 
Y'all can see it. It's on a piece of paper, and I just write them down each week. All right, week one, I went. This is the worst year I've had by far. Now, again, I'm only picking SEC games. I'm not picking out games. I could pick out, you know, three games or do a blue plate light wimp and pick one game or whatever, but I just pick all the SEC games, so it's a little bit more difficult. But I went three and five, then four and four, four and six, four and five. Um, but week five, my first winning record, four and three. So I'm making progress. All right, let's uh, <clears throat> let's go through them. Uh, let's start with Bama at A&M. Man, that, that line has gone way down. So they, it's not just me that's picking the Ags. There's a lot of people getting on them on the betting uh, pools. Well, you know I picked A&M to win the game, 23-20. So that means that I'm obviously taking A&M plus the one. And that's, uh, that's down to a, a one-point line. So it would be better for me if it was still like four and a half or five and a half where it came out because I'd have more of a chance to hit my pick. But um, Alabama's laying just one now. So that's pretty cheap. I, I understand there's probably some people that waited late. If you like Bama in this game, now would be the time to jump on them with that line down to one. But I've got A&M winning the game, so I've got A&M plus the one there. All right, this is one I've gone back and forth on, man. I, um, I've just gone back and forth on it. I think most people feel like, Man, this is Kentucky's year, and man, alive. Look what they did to Florida. Hey, hey, folks, this just in. Florida ain't Georgia. A lot of people are questioning Georgia. A lot of people are saying Georgia's not what they've been, and they may be right. They struggled at home against South Carolina. They struggled on the road at Auburn. They're laying 14 and a half. This is the time. Take the points. Uh-uh, not so fast, my friends. This is a line that, I think back in the summer, guys, was more like 24 summer line, you know, before the season got here. So to me, this is a value pick with Georgia. They're at home. They know what's being said about them. I don't think they're what they've been the last couple of years, but they're still a really good team. This is another one of those statement games. I think Georgia makes a statement. I think they cover this spread. Now, that half point scares me to death. I'd rather be 14, but I'm taking Georgia laying the 14 and a half. And I don't think Georgia's covered a spread this year. I don't think Georgia has covered a spread this year, but I think they're going to on Saturday. LSU and Missouri. LSU's minus four. A lot of people are saying this is a get-well game. Uh, boy, Mizzou this, Mizzou that. And I know Philip is, is on the Mizzou bandwagon. One of our great callers picked it preseason. LSU's defense has been a mess. They're not going to lose at Missouri. There's not going to do it. I just, I hate to break the news to folks, but LSU is going to win and cover that four. So I got LSU. This is a tricky line to me. Arkansas catching 11 and a half at Ole Miss. This would be the most Lane Kiffin thing ever to come off that monumental victory against LSU at home and then, uh, and then uh, lay an egg against Arkansas. It's just it just be it just be Ole Miss for you, wouldn't it? I mean, that's that's why they've never been to Atlanta. That's why they can't get over the hump. But I think they're going to win the game. I think Ole Miss is going to win the game. The question for me is, are they going to cover that eleven and a half? Let's be honest. Arkansas is not a bad football team. The record's bad, but they're not bad. But I tell you this: at this point, though, I feel like Arkansas. It's kind of starting to to weigh on them. You know, they lost to Brigham Young, haven't won a conference game. You kind of start getting in that deal where, um, you know, it just starts to kind of add up, right? They're two and three, but I don't think they quit. 
They've got K.J. Jefferson. He is a powerful quarterback. He's from Mississippi. I'm going to take the points here. I'm going to roll with Arkansas plus 11 and a half. Maybe crazy. All right, Vanderbilt's everybody's uh, feel-good tonic in the SEC. Question for for Florida laying 18 and a half at home is how many points can they score? You know, they don't score a ton of points. So, you know, let's say I took them against, uh, who was it? Coastal or somebody a couple of weeks ago. And um, they didn't score enough points for me in the game. Oh, it was against Charlotte. I'm sorry. I, lay, I laid the 28 against Charlotte, and they didn't even score 28. But this is a big game for Billy Napier because they're all over the map, and he doesn't need to let Vanderbilt come in there and play them close. I'm, I'm going to lay the 18 and a half here. I just think, you know, Vanderbilt, Clark Lee's done a good job, but they're still Vanderbilt, and they're just not able to, to get it done. So I'll lay the 18 and a half. Mississippi State, this Western Michigan team is not bad, folks. They're not bad. It's not like they're not capable of going in there and and playing a, a, a good game against the Mississippi State team right now that, unfortunately for them, is already out of it in the SEC. But because they're out of it, they need to win games, and they need to win any game they can. And so out of out of conference doesn't matter. Western Michigan, by the way, is coached by former Alabama player Lance Taylor, who um, – was a former walk-on wide receiver, good special teams player, and has had really a strong move up the coaching ranks. Um, he's coached it with the Jets. He's coached with the Panthers. In the NFL, he's coached at Stanford. He's coached at Notre Dame, Louisville. As the offensive coordinator last year, now the head coach at Western Michigan. So he knows the SEC, and he'll have this team ready to play. And he'll, he'll stress to them that, hey, I know what it's like to play in this league. We got a team that that can go in there and compete. So I'm not going to dismiss Western Michigan. The Broncos are are a decent football team. However, Mississippi State's backs are against the wall, and they need this one bad, and I think they'll take out some frustrations on Western Michigan. So I'm going to lay the 20 and a half. So here, here we are, recapping. I've got A&M plus the one. Georgia minus 14 and a half, LSU minus four, Arkansas plus 11 and a half, Florida minus 18 and a half, and Mississippi State minus 20 and a half. That's my picks for this week. All right, we're going to get to the break. When we come back, uh, we are done with the contest. We are going, we can take a phone call too, by the way. We got time on the first domain condos hotline, 205 342 But we are going to um, give you the answer to the contest question and draw for our winner to win the Jalen Milrow autographed raised Alabama lettered football courtesy of T-Town Menswear and T-Town Gallery and the University Mall for all your menswear and great Alabama football memorabilia. It's T-Town Menswear and T-Town Gallery in the University Mall. We're back after this. Weekday mornings at 6 a.m. The Martin Houston Show. Join us on Monday as Kennington Smith III of The Athletic would join us to talk Alabama versus Texas A&M. We'll get as good, bad, and ugly then we'll turn our attention to homecoming as Alabama will host the Arkansas Razorbacks. We'll have that conversation and more right here on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9. 
Catch the Martin Houston Show from 6 to 7 weekday mornings on Tide 100.9. Already, you've got to try Tuscaloosa's unique breakfast, brunch, and lunch concept. Brick and Spoon, downtown Tuscaloosa, Timerson Square. It's fresh food with a Cajun flair featuring a full bar with build-your-own Bloody Marys and mimosas. Open daily, 7 a.m. until 2 p.m. Available for after-hours events, rehearsal dinners, receptions, and birthdays. They offer brunch and lunch catering. Call Brick and Spoon at 205-345-5551 for more more information. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy with a chance of scattered showers today, the high 79. Tonight, showers ending this evening, clearing after midnight, the low 52. Tomorrow, sunny, breezy, and much cooler, the high in the mid to upper 60s at 67 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 72 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Find Tide on Twitter at Tide 109 to keep up with show announcements, guests, and our reporters in the field. All right, you hear that song? You know, we're winding it down for another week. Motley Crew, Home Sweet Home. Somebody texted me about my singing, said, uh, You're killing me. Uh, you know, I'm a talented, I'm a talented singer. I mean, what can I say? I have to, I have to, I have to perform every now and then. Like I said, this has been a fun show today because I came in here this morning dragging. These guys saw me walk in. I mean, I didn't even walk in to right before the show, man, like nine, like 8.58. But you guys and, and ladies out there listening have really picked me up. All right, it's time now for our drawing on our T-Town menswear, T-Town gallery, Bama football trivia contest. We had 29 qualifiers. So we're not that, I'm pretty sure, Justin and Noah, that a couple years ago, Anytime we get like 25 or over, that's a really good number. I think our record, I can't remember what we were giving away. Maybe it was a two-a ball. Maybe it was, I don't remember what it was, but I think our all-time record's 38. And I know another time we had 35 and another time we had 33. We've yet to hit 30 yet this year, but we were close to that. I think last year, last week we had 23, but a lot of the phone lines were jammed because now the people would be able to use the app. So we got 29. All right, here was the question. The question is, how many times has Texas A&M beaten Alabama? at Kyle Field and College Station. They've played six times. Well, the answer was just once. Two years ago, 41-38 on that final play of the game field goal. A&M had never beaten Alabama on its home field until two years ago. So Alabama's 5-1 and one all time at College Station. A&M has one win. It came two years ago. So that was the question and the answer. 29 qualifiers, guys. Roll that roulette will. All right, what number qualifier and who is it? It's Mailman Jerry. All right, what number was he? 27. Whoa, coming in late. Now, uh, I, I tell you guys are pretty pretty familiar with Mailman Jerry, right? He was sending us messages back and forth on the app. So he's 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 an app listener. He got us. Uh, he's the one who said you need to go get checked. Oh, out. well, yeah. hey, mailman, I'm going to take your advice. Listen, Jerry, uh, again, let me say this in my final minute. I do not ship. We don't ship anything out, okay? Um, what we do do is if you're not local, 
We'll try to make arrangements for someone to pick up the ball for you. Uh, certainly, I'll hold on to it. I'm not going to you know, give it away. Or if you're coming to a game or you're coming to town, hopefully you're local where you can come by and pick it up. Now, do not I do not give out anything on Friday because it's too – I'm not here. I'm leaving the station. A lot of times we have home football games, so we don't let anybody come by on Friday. But beginning on Monday, uh, you, can, you can come by and pick it up. But what we'll do is – Justin and Noah will text me your phone number, Mailman Jerry, and then I'll get in touch with you and we'll make arrangements. And, and congratulations, man. This is a super prize. I promise you there aren't many uh, Jalen Milrow signed footballs floating around. I mean, this is a good one to have. And um, the answer, again, was one. Mailman Jerry is our winner. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you, Mailman Jerry. I am, I am disappointed. For one of the people that texted me directly have have – entered every single contest that we've had. And I've been doing this for several years now and they've never won. <laughs> and I was hoping that they would win that football today, but that's the way it goes. All right. That is going to wrap it up. This hour of the Gary Harris show has been brought to you by Patterson Comer attorneys at law. We're going to get you ready for the Miller's edge with Corey and Christian Miller. And then uh, big noon sports followed by the game with Ryan Fowler back here on Monday morning to recap the crazy wild college football weekend. And a reminder, catch me on local TV tonight at 1030 with football Friday, your one hour high school and college football show on WVUA 23. So for Noah and for Justin, have a great weekend, everybody. And I'll say it roll tide. Even though I picked the Aggies, I'm pulling for Bama and congratulations to mailman Jerry. Have a great weekend, everybody. to the Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9.